Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Jonathan All. The world premiere of Opera Theater of St. Louis's Fire Shut Up in My Bones is tomorrow at the Loretta Hilton Center in Webster Groves. The opera is a co-commission with Jazz St. Louis. The composer is jazz artist Terrence Blanchard, and the librettist is Casey Lemons, who's with me in the studio. Casey, thank you so much for joining us today. It's my pleasure, Jonathan. The opera is based on the memoir of New York Times columnist Charles Blow, and it is a significant book. Yeah. <laughs> so as a librettist, how did you take that big, wide-ranging story and edit down into its essence and its pieces that would still have the story arc that you'd want for an opera? Well, at first it was quite a daunting task. I mean, when I first read it, I was like, okay. Um, because memoir, it doesn't necessarily lend itself to a neat kind of three-act structure, you know? Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of more uh, free-flowing. And um, it's a beautiful book. And so once I kind of calmed down and, you know, uh, I said, okay, how am I going to approach this? And really, I went back to the way that I approach um, writing in general, which is from character. So I thought, of, this, this is a very strong character that moves me. And so, uh, you know, if I just use the character as my, as my guiding light, as my North Star, um, I'll find my way through the story, you know. And, um, and then really trying to distill, like, what is the actual story? Um, so do you, do you think about the rhythm... When, when you're going from from a book to an opera, obviously there's the rhythm of the language that Charles Blow chooses. Then there's the rhythm of what it will sound like when it's in a song. And then there's the rhythm that goes away with Terrence Blanchard's compositional style. How Was there a specific process that you tried to go through with all of that uh, stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried to kind of use my... Um, my own sense of poetry, but motivated definitely and borrowing heavily from the lyricism of the book. So I really tried to stay true to his lyricism. So a lot of a lot of his phrasing actually uh, made its way into song lyrics, you know. Um, but I, I I tried to imagine it sung, <laughs> if that makes sense. And sure. I'm really not very musical, but I did. I tried to imagine singing it and um, and tried to. Um, you know, you can't uh, necessarily use as many syllables. You want to use a little more vowels. And um, I did try and imagine it sung, and so I, I sung it to myself. <laughs> you, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy you used the word poetry because I think that it, it, to, to, to what extent did you think Charles Blow's book had, uh, even though it's prose, <laughs> it's a big piece of prose, how much do you think there was an element of poetry in his word choice and sentence structure, diction, and connotation? Oh, well, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've read the book, Jonathan, but it's... it's Part, only parts of it. It's very lyrical and poetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it is prose, but it, I found it very... Um, he can turn a phrase beautifully, and um, he can evoke these characters. One of the things, the other guiding light, was that he had he had really evoked a place and a time, and so I use that as well, um, even in in the way the characters uh, talk about where they are and talk about Gibbsland, Louisiana, which is where it takes place. Uh, so I, I did, like I said, I was very at least very inspired. Um, but oftentimes directly borrowing from from his lyricism and poetry. You've collaborated with Terrence Blanchard before on some films. Um, I'm very curious about the process. Did you write all of it and then give it to him? Did you write pieces of it? Were there discussions about various parts of it in the process? 
Well, the interesting thing, I mean, I thought there might be, but um, the interesting thing uh, that I learned, you know, um, because I had never written an opera before, and, and when I first um, met with, uh, you know, St. Louis Opera Theater, and, and this is how um, it works, you know, the librettist goes first. So, yeah, I'd written the whole libretto before um, anybody saw it or there was any feedback. Did did he change anything? Did he ask, were there any revisions, or did he just take what you did and run, run with it? Um the director certainly uh, had some thoughts, and he was incredibly helpful to me. Um, Jim Robinson, you know, just in terms of like how you write an opera, like you know how you approach it, and and uh, the possibilities that writing in this form um, can 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 um, you know give you. And so I um, I took a lot uh, from him, and I was very inspired by that conversation. We had about like a three hour lunch, and he I went home, and I was. Uh, very inspired by that, but no, kind of. I wrote it, and um, Jim gave some notes, and uh, that was really it. It was I, as, as a screenwriter, that doesn't happen, you know. <laughs> I'm sure, <laughs> used sure. to like long development processes and people weighing in, and and you know another draft and another draft, and typically a screenplay that I write might go through seventeen drafts, you know. Um, so this I think went to to three, um, and it was really basically the first draft. D- does it feel? Oh, does it feel more like yours because it didn't go through so many revisions and that there's that it 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 was more of your creative output without a lot of excess people meddling with it? Well, it's definitely more of my uh, creative output without a lot of people messing with it or meddling. But um, no, because the trick to writing um, screenplays and that level of of you know being able to process notes and everything is to make it more and more your own with each draft, even mm-hmm. though you're getting feedback on it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so d- when, uh, how is writing an opera different than a screenplay? I mean, because I, I, cause clearly you have immense expertise at story arc and mm-hmm. character development and word choice. So how is opera different? Because so there's some of those things that are inherent in any story, regardless of medium. So what what was different when you were approaching it as an opera? Um, in a screenplay, there are different ways of being visual because opera is, in fact, visual too. But um, there are different ways of being visual. For one thing, in a screenplay, a screenplay, in some ways, I think John Sayles said this in his in his book, um, is uh, more, it's like a novel because you can pay attention to details. It's less like a stage play than a novel. Um, because in a novel, you know how the writer is is telling you exactly where you go and what you're looking at, um, and a movie can do that. So, it, it, when you think visually in a movie, you're thinking details often, um, where uh, less so in a screenplay, different kind of details. Um, but the the most fun thing, honestly, uh, was after this three hour lunch with with Jim Robinson. He said, you know, um, anything can sing, and I found that very inspiring. Anything can sing, and um, two different scenes can be going on at the same time on two different sides of the stage, and um, and kind of in conversation with each other, though um, that they're not in the same um, real space. They're in the same real space, but not in the same story space. Um, those kinds of things, and you know, even even inanimate objects or things that you might not think of as singing can sing. And so, I was very inspired by. That and I think um, it led me to an incredible discovery um, that uh, that was really freeing, which was that a quality could sing, you know. So not only could trees sing, 
um, but loneliness could sing. I, I think we have to hear a little bit of it here. To Now, it's a very important that the audio that we're going to hear is from a, a rehearsal a while ago that's just piano and voices. So mm-hmm. this isn't doesn't come close to the grandeur of what we're going to hear when you actually see the opera. But this is a little bit of Wash Me Clean, uh, one of the songs from the opera. So we heard soloist uh, baritone Leroy Davis, the chorus sung by uh, soprano Mary Hollis Hundley, mezzo-soprano Courtney Jameson, tenor Philippe Esperance, uh, bass Zachary James, uh, conducted by Jake's, uh, Jacobson Woolen, and uh, the piano accompanied by Damien Francoeur Krizak. In that performance that was, again, a while ago, just a taste of what the music will sound like, because it'll obviously be much bigger. Uh, but... I, I hear a lot of things in their call and response arc of of, of sentence and things. So it, is that is that a a good example of you think of what you were going for when you took his words and, and put them into an opera? Oh, no, that's a very specific scene. It's a church sure, scene. So sure. so it's supposed to evoke you know it's 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 supposed to evoke kind of the Baptist church. It and, very much does. And yeah. um and no, so that's a very specific uh, scene and um it works very well for that that specific place in the opera. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, I really love that scene. And um, no, uh, they're, they're, it's all different. The, all the scenes are different. Very much reaction, not reaction, very much uh, uh, thinking about what is exactly going on in that scene. It's not one libretto style. It's a lot of different ones compared to what's going on at the no, time. No, I would say the, the libretto overall definitely has a style, okay. but this is a very specific scene. Okay. It's a scene that takes place in church with a black minister and, you know, sure. um, and the congregation. It's a very specific um, sound that we're kind of used to, treated in a different way, you know, done done through opera, which is kind of wonderful. What do you hope is the one thing that someone will get out of this performance and, and, and taking in these words and music? Well, it's a very powerful story. Um and I mean, I think it's a very beautiful story, and it's um, it's inspirational, and um, and it's heartbreaking and beautiful, and um, love, you know, it deals with love and how complicated love is, and how hard it is sometimes to say I love you, and uh, you know, and and childhood and loneliness and um, isolation and. Casey Lemons, thank you very, so much for being on the program today. Um, you can hear more about this piece on our website. Our arts and culture uh, senior reporter Jeremy Goodwin did a story on that on stlpublicradio.org. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.